We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Knicks all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Uh, what's good, Knicks Nation? Salute. We got more Knicks preseason basketball, so let's get into it. The New York Knicks faced the Minnesota Timberwolves at Madison Square Garden tonight. Both teams played their starters, and this game felt like it was the middle of the regular season based on their physicality. Whether it was driving the lane and finishing through contact, driving, diving for loose balls, or even Nas Reed and RJ Barrett getting chippy. This game would have had you thinking there were some playoff implications. But of course, this is only preseason. Now... Brunson didn't get a lot of burn because he already has mileage from the FIBA World Cup. And let's be honest, we already know he's ready for the regular season. But that doesn't mean the rest of the stars didn't get their opportunity to put some work in and shine. And tonight, the spotlight was on engine, engine number nine, Broadway Barrett. RJ would drop 23 points to keep up with keep pace with Nas Reed's 22. Whether it was di- driving to the cup, drawing fouls and knocking them down, and driving and drilling some threes. RJ was feeling it tonight. But at the end of the day, his effort and the rest of the Knicks roster wasn't enough to secure that dub. Ultimately, the Knicks would lose to the T-Wolves 112 to 121. Them's the break sometimes. But don't worry, it's only preseason. And we're going to talk about all that here. Welcome to Post Game Live, KFTV Post Game Live, to be exact. I'm your host tonight, Alex Terrace, a.k.a. the Tratocaster. And with me on the other side is none other than Jake Asman. A.K.A. my fellow Jets brother, indeed. So, Jake, we're getting into all that tonight. But tonight, we're only taking calls by the Discord, so make sure to download the app. I'm sure TM has already dropped it in the chat. Make sure to download the app if you haven't done so already. And tonight, we're sponsored by Manscaped and BetUS, the official sports book of KFTV for the 2023 NBA season. Jake, what's going on, man? How are you feeling today? You know what, Alex? The, the, the important thing to note, is that this game did not count. So all hmm. the Knicks fans were panicked. Don't worry. Nas Reed will not do this, I would hope, in the regular season when these two teams actually play. Uh, but interesting game, I'll say. It, it did kind of feel like a regular season game, especially at points in that first half. When the Knicks actually had their starters out there, it felt like they were winning. They were, they were winning a lot of those matchups. I mean, Jalen Brunson didn't play a ton tonight. Uh, you didn't see 
you know, the true Knicks in this game. But there were some interesting things to watch from a, you know, preseason storyline standpoint. Evan Fournier trying to find a spot in the rotation. I don't know if that's possible, but he had some moments tonight. So there's definitely some things that we could get into here. But, you know, big picture, kind of what you would expect from a preseason game where by the end, a lot of the guys out there for the Knicks in the fourth quarter weren't even like bench players, right? We're talking about guys that are just reserves trying to scrap and make the team mm-hmm. be be part of this final roster. Absolutely. Um, look, man, like you said, and, and like I just said at the top, this game felt like it was a regular season. Like it was very chippy, man. Like I, even seeing like Josh Hart diving into the stands for a loose ball, seeing Dante DiVincenzo diving on the floor for a loose ball. You see Dante out there just ripping a steal again, his second dunk of the game. Like this game had regular season written all over it. I like it. Tibbs has his team in midseason form already, and it's already the preseason. I can't wait to see what happens for this team when we get Jalen Brunson playing a full 32-plus minutes because it's going to look a lot different, right? And, of course, like when you shorten down the rotation, right, Tibbs is giving extended minutes to guys like McBride. We're even getting some Isaiah Roby minutes today. Evan Fournier playing a lot of minutes. I'm sure this is just a showcase and to even give him, like, a fair shot to see if he can – if you expand it to 10, right? Um even Jericho Sims at the four. There's a lot going on for Tibbs right now just to mix and match lineups. Uh, for me, I'm going to start off with, one, with this. I tweeted it out, is that one thing I want to see, though, going into this season. Jake, and I want to know your feelings about this. Quentin Grimes, you know, before Josh Hart was acquired by the trade deadline last year, right? He, he had the two spots solidified, was a closer, um, and just like a good defender, right? We already know he's a good defender, 3 and D guy. But with Dante DiVincenzo here, Having Emmanuel quickly, Josh Hart, RJ, you got Brunson too. The guard position is just, it's very stacked right now. Uh, Rhymes really to stand out. I'd like to see him get minutes with that second unit. As we saw in the first quarter, you had like Emmanuel quickly, Quinton Grimes, RJ Barrett, Josh Hart out there, and Isaiah Hartenstein. And I really like that rotation. I think it's, it's going to be fast. I think it would be a really good fast-paced unit to go out there and get some points. We're still having some solid defense and some playmaking, right? I mean, you know, Isaiah Hartenstein could be a good pass. We already know he's a good passing big. We know how Grimes can just quick step. He can attack the lane, find a big man uh, in the dunker spot or just in the paint for a good, uh, for a good layup. You got quickly who's a solid defender as well. These, that unit just has so much potential. And I feel like I know Dante is, go- is supposed to run with that unit, but I really want to see Grimes play with that unit just so that he has a little bit more offensive freedom. I feel like with this first, with the starters, he's a little too restricted to that three and D role. And for him to like really break out for, for guys who like me, CP or whoever think that if Grimes has another level to him, I think the second unit is going to be a little key for him in order to showcase what he put in the work he put in this off season. So what do you think about that with Grimes running with the second unit for a bit? This is a huge year for him, right, going into his third season. You're, you're expecting him to take a step. They even talked about this on the MSG broadcast tonight. Alan Hahn was all over this. So you know, it's one of those things where you are right. There are a ton of competitive minutes that are up for grabs at the guard spot. Grimes with the second unit would be fascinating. But here's a guy that you know that Tibbs would love to have maybe out there in some spots closing out the game because of his defensive prowess. I think it just comes down to consistency with him. You know, what version are you going to get on a game-in, game-out basis? You see it in flashes. He only played 22 minutes tonight, but when he was out there, he made some plays. He did have two steals tonight. So, you know, he's someone that you look at, and, and he, to me, will have a big role on the team this year. It's just a matter of what specifically is that role going to be. Is he going to be with the second unit? And it kind of seems like early on maybe that is what, what that role will look like at the beginning of the season. Yeah, and, you know, I wouldn't be upset if you know 
not saying for Dante to be the starter. Grimes is going to be the starter. And I mean, if he loses it, he, he loses it because Dante's just balling out at that point, right? But Grimes is going to be the starter. I, I would even be upset if, you know, because Tibbs does his whole beginning of the third quarter, puts his whole first unit back in there, as we always mm-hmm. see. I wouldn't be upset if you started with Dante DiVincenzo just for Grimes to come in with the second unit. I want to see a little bit more mixed matching, mixing and matching of these units. I don't want it to be so rigid as we saw like for the last three seasons, right? It's like first unit, first unit comes in. Then we start to see like last year it was like five, six minute mark quickly and Hartenstein come in then Hart when he came here. And then it's like second unit, you take the bulk of the second quarter, right? And then you see the first unit starts to slowly trickle back in third quarter. That's all the starters. Starters are just getting the entire third quarter. Like it's a Thanksgiving dinner. And then the fourth quarter is like whatever, depending on who's playing well, once the second unit starts trickling in and I'm like, I want to see more mixing and matching, you know, something like what Brad Stevens for the Boston Celtics did where he's just kind of like tinkering with rotation, seeing if there's another lineup to throw at opponents throughout the regular season. That's why I think for Grimes, like if there is something more in the tank, if there is another level to his game, that second unit needs to see Grimes in there just so that we can one, even just add another playmaker to it. Right. Like, sure. You got Dante with quickly. Dante's a good playmaker. Quickly can still improve his playmaking. But I feel like there's just so much more mixing and matching. Maybe even just quickly with the Stars for a little bit. I know he's a six-man-of-the-year candidate. But if you have Dante and Grimes in that second unit, there's just a lot more fun there, I feel like, with this rotation. With the, with the bevy of talent that we have, just got to be a little creative, man, because a lot of these guys are going to be deserving of minutes. And I feel like this is just going to be Tibbs' next, like, what's the word? It's going to be his next Gregorian knot, right? Like, how do you figure out, like, who, who plays? Huh? That was a big word. I was impressed. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> like, who, 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 how are you going to figure this one out? How are you going to tie it and just be like, right. all right, now it's going to be these guys for the, this rotation? That's, that's my well, biggest concern. I, I could already see the calls we're going to get and the conversation amongst Knicks fans. It, there's going to be any game they lose, this head coach is going to face a tremendous amount of criticism because of the amount of talent they have on this roster. You, you know, you might lack you know, quote-unquote superstars on this team. Like, we could debate the level of which Brunson and Randall are as far as star players in this league. But one thing the Knicks have is a lot of depth and a lot of really good players. Like, I think them and the Warriors were the only teams in that ESPN top 100 to have five players in it. So it's going to be a challenge to find the right rotation. And I think, and no one wants to hear this, Knicks fans got to be a little patient at the beginning of the season as they kind of work towards what that rotation is going to look like. Yeah, patience for a Knicks fan. Wait, what? But... It's one of those things where we saw last year, once they made the adjustment where Fournier actually got sat down on the bench or he was out of the rotation and they went on that run, and we, we did see this head coach find something that worked and then the team took off from there. So it will be fascinating to see early on, especially with the schedule being very challenging at the beginning of the year, kind of what the Knicks do at the beginning. But I'm with you. There's a lot of different combinations they could try. You know, one thing they did do tonight that I found to be interesting, they had Randall play a little bit with the second unit tonight. I don't know if that was mm-hmm. simply because Brunson only played 14 total minutes, but... That was something that you don't traditionally see, so that might have just been a preseason thing. But you have this much talent on a team, the head coach is going to come under fire because anytime they lose, people are going to criticize the coach saying, hey, you should have had this person out there instead of that player. That just comes with the nature of the job. For sure, and it's easier to say who should have played, who do all this, but then being actually in the heat of the moment, watching the game, like trying to manage everything, I know it's much tougher than it is, but hey, man, that's, his, that's why he gets paid the big bucks, man. We, we, we demand... We have a high expectation as Knicks fans, right? Like any New Yorker, we have high expectations, okay? So I expect nothing but excellence with Tom Thibodeau to figure out this rotation. But let's move on to the next thing, man, because like I said earlier, R.J. Barrett came out tonight, man, 
Broadway Barrett, 23 points, went 6 for 15 from the field, 208 for downtown, 9 to 12 from the free throw line, man. Now, he only had two assists, two rebounds. Uh, he also had two steals. But, look, man, I, I know the question is for RJ's efficiency. I know we want to see him shoot the three ball better. But the 23 points, man, I, him finishing through contact, him knocking down most of his free throws, that's encouraging for me. I will also say the step back jumpers. He, hitting a mid-range today for me was like, whoa, that's a big step because we haven't seen that in a few years. Uh, that snake dribble that he did in year two on the Knicks. But then a step back mid-range jumper and a step back three. I was like, we'll get this guy go. Uh, I like what I saw from RJ Barrett tonight. Obviously, it comes with consistency. Can he do this? Because we know he could put up numbers like this. Can he be consistent on it? Uh, uh, throughout, through enough games throughout the regular season where it helps take a double because if it's going to be that same season or what we've seen most from him, like these very high highs and low lows, it's going to be another, I won't say tough sledding because the Knicks were still able to get 47 wins last year, but there will be close matchups that were like, ah, oh, you know, if we just had RJ show out a little bit more, but tonight was, was an encouraging night uh, from RJ. What did you think about his performance? You said one of the big things. He hit his free throws, and this has been a trend throughout the preseason, so I hope that continues. In 9 of 12 tonight, he had been good in the, in, in the, the other game the Knicks played the other night against Boston. Uh, when RJ is really aggressive and he gets confidence, he's an offensive force. Now, the, the thing with RJ Barrett, as every Knicks fan watching knows, that consistency has not always been there. There's still time for him to find it. And when we saw RJ Barrett have some huge moments in that Cleveland Cavaliers first-round series last year, so like the, the talent is there. He's still a young player. I know he's been on the Knicks now. For several years, but one thing with R.J. Barrett is he's still young enough where he can get better. I know we say, oh, if you're not great by year three, you've hit your plateau. I don't know if I necessarily buy that with him. I see a guy who is improving, mm. who is getting better. You know, a part of the Knicks' strategy, if you will, this offseason, Alex, is, hey, that superstar was not available for us to, you know, cash in our chips and make that move. So we're going to run it back with continuity in this young team we have coming together. You know, R.J. Barrett is still part of that young core that could take another step forward here. So I, I've been encouraged by what I've seen tonight. He had a good game tonight. Now, how much does that really mean once the regular season counts? I mean, we'll find out. But him hitting his free throws, that's going to give him an extra four to five points a night right there if he's able to really get his shooting percentage up from the line. For sure. And I think another thing with with R.J. was the decisiveness, right? Because another part of the consistency was his decisiveness in knowing when to kick out, knowing when to take a shot. And I feel like, through the preseason, I know you can't read much of the preseason, it's only preseason, but still, what we see during these games should be somewhat of an indication of what he's been working on this season because let's keep it a buck. These games are also for him and other players throughout the league to try out new things that they worked on throughout the offseason to get ready for regular season because that's where it's going to count. And you use these games, even though there's like a dress rehearsal, you still want to put in that work and show what you've been working on to make it make it routine and make it second nature in your game. And, and for him to be as decisive as he has been today, whether it's like just driving the lane and finding Mitchell Robinson for the lob, right? Even though we've seen that a couple of times, it was like, wow, he really understood just to drive the lane and, and just give it to him like not even second, no second guessing, whether it's driving the lane and kicking out to the perimeter. It's stuff like that where I'm like, that's the RJ that we saw during the playoffs last year. That was what took, that's what made RJ that second guy last year, all right, in the playoffs, whether it was against the Cat. Well, especially against the Cavs. Like, he had some moments against the Heat, but, like, really against the Cavs, that decisive nature, his ability of, like, showing up and, and scoring, and then his defense, that's the stuff that you want to see from him. And from this, I'm encouraged. It's, it's 
there's still more to add to this game. I still want to see a mid-range. I know he's not going to have that fast twitch that everyone wants him to be, uh, or like we see from other players around the league. But if he can just figure it out to be that three-level score, and, and even the the step back, it's not the prettiest, but if he can make it work for him, right? Not everyone's going to have this quick, fluid movement that's just like, oh, look at that. Like Whether it's like James Harden, Trey Young, whoever. But if it works for him and he's able to score, I'll take it. Like the step back isn't the most prettiest thing that I saw, but I was like, hey, if it works, it works. I was about to fall out of my chair if he knocked either one of those one of right. those shots down. I was like, all right, if that's what we're getting this season, I, I, I'm so I'm about to like buy into this next level of RJ. <laughs> you, you just want it to work out for him so badly because you know here's the guy that you took third overall, homegrown players in in New York sports. You, you become attached to them. So I mean, this fan base is rooting for RJ Barrett. I just you know. I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's going to become an all-star this year, but I do think there's another level to his game. I don't think at age 23, I think he's 23, he might be 24. Point is, he's still a young enough guy. I know he's been in the league for a couple of years, but he got drafted as an 18-year-old. He's still a young enough guy where I feel like there's still another level for his game to get to now. Is that level to be an all-star this year? I mean, probably not, maybe, but I, I do think we've seen signs, at least early on here in the preseason, that make you feel good about where he's headed. Absolutely, and watch out. Watch out, Jake. I, Watch out we're using the word young on KFTV, okay? Because there's some people in the chat, there's some fans who'd be like, young. Uh, come on, man. Like, we're seeing Ja, we're seeing Zion. Like, young, like, everyone's going to throw, you know, say, throw. forget the young man. This man is grown enough. He should be able to do this at 23. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's how, that's how some in the chat. So just be prepared, man. Just be prepared to get some comments for people saying, stop with the young comment. Stop with it. <laughs> Hey, but I just try to be realistic, man. I'm rooting for him. I'm just saying he's 20. He was born in 2000. He's young to me. All right. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. I want to talk about Manuel quickly, though, as our next guy, because he had a really hot game one against the Boston Celtics. And then today he was he was struggling a little bit just to create separation and drive the lane. Uh, he, he was forced to some shots. Didn't really woke for his teammates as much as I want him to. I know that's that's something that he still has to work on, but tonight, especially in the first half, that was a little troubling. I know he got the entire third quarter just to work through all of that. Nice thing is that he was still able to draw contact, knock down all five of his free throws, but really I need to see more playmaking out of Emmanuel quickly um, because this is kind of, you know, and, and once again, I know it's preseason. I, I know it's what I said about RJ, like you can't get too high, you can't get too low because it's only preseason. This is we're, we're seeing what guys worked on this offseason because they want to make it second nature for this upcoming season. But the things that we've seen from quickly the past couple of seasons where it's like he gets into this, you know, chucking or whether it's just like this scoring, like focus. And I know that's what Tiz wants him to do, be like this, just focus and hone in on scoring because he has that capability to do so and be a microwave scorer and really go off for like 20, 30 some odd points. I need to see him really improve as a playmaker because when he doesn't have it going and he forces the shots, you impact your team because now you're starting to put them in a deficit and it's wasted possessions. Right. And I feel like for him, he's been on this team. This is talking about his fourth year. He, we saw how he improved last year, need that playmaking because the smart decision-making, we don't need you to force a floater from the free throw line. You didn't need to do that. that that's not a good shot for you. Not at all. We've seen that in the past. Not a good shot. What is good is, pull the ball back out, swing it around, and let somebody else go to work, you know? That's what we need from Emmanuel quickly. I, like, third quarter, start, will get a little bit more composed, let his game come to him a little bit more, but still, I need to see quickly be consistent in that manner 
where it's like, all right, I know when to score and I know when to be a playmaker because that will really help set the second unit off. And I think with Dante, it will help him out a bit, but really need to see more of that playmaking from Emmanuel quickly. Yeah, I thought Dante was very good tonight. I mean, he had two steals and two dunks. I mean, I, if you get that every game from uh, Dante <laughs> DiVincenzo, every Nick fan will be, uh, you know, kissing Leon Rose and his bald head for that one. But you're 100% right as far as, uh, as far as quickly goes. I do wonder, how much is the contract stuff weighing on him this preseason, right? What 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 does he want? Or how are those talks going between his agent and the Knicks? Because obviously they have about 10 days from right now to work out that deal. Otherwise, he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. So I, I do wonder how that's ultimately going to play itself out. You know, what is his value he thinks for himself? Does he think, hey, I, I'd rather just wait because teams will view me maybe as a starter in free agency and they'll give me a number that maybe the Knicks aren't comfortable matching? Or are the Knicks like, hey, we value you. We want to get a deal done. And does he start to play better if he's able to ink a contract between now and then? So that's one other side note with quickly. But you're right. I mean, this is kind of what he's been there, right? I mean, there, there are flashes of greatness. When he's on, he's on. I mean, this guy nearly won six man of the year. But everything you said, I, I pretty much echo. I wonder, though, you know, between now and the next 10 days, I think it's either the 23rd or the 24th when he's mm-hmm. got to sign that, that deal. Otherwise, as I said, he's a restricted free agent at the end of the year. I wonder how that will play out because the Knicks do have a couple games between now and then. So I wonder how that impacts things going forward. The Knicks have until October 23rd at 5 p.m. Eastern time for the deadline to get a contract extension done. If the Knicks do not get a deal done at that point, uh, he is open to become a restricted free agent at the end of this year. Um, I hope they get a deal done just because he sh- he's an asset on this team. You don't want him to enter a restricted free agency and, and allow other teams to start bidding and potentially price you price the Knicks out of a price range where they didn't just lose somebody, right? I mean, one of the biggest critiques I've had this offseason uh, is when you look at uh, for the Toronto Raptors, they've lost so many guys like Fred Van Vliet and so forth, and you can't just lose assets without extending, trading, and so forth. So for the Knicks, they they can't, they can't, they're not, they can't afford to lose Emmanuel quickly without giving him a contract extension. There, there's just no point, no, no way about it. Because if they do allow him to leave, then you just lost a player for nothing. And why, just, that's just terrible business. They need to be more savvy than that. Um, but I know the thing for Emmanuel quickly, right? He views himself as a starter. We saw that slam interview. He views himself as a starter in this league. Uh, the difficulty is that he's on the Knicks with Jalen Brunson. Uh, you know, who should have been an all-star last year, maybe even all-NBA last year. That and with Brunson in front of quickly, the Knicks value him differently, but how does the league value him? And that's something that quickly has got to balance. Like, what's the league, What's the rest of the league going to pay me? Because if I'm viewed as a star throughout the league, that's potentially more money than what the Knicks are going to give me. Also, you know, the thing is, like, would it quickly go to a better point? Would, would he go to a better situation? He may be starting, but would he be, be in a better situation? That's something he ha- also has to weigh. Where, whereas if he stays with the Knicks, still a good situation, competitive. But who knows? You know, players also want to control their own destiny. They, he doesn't want to just sign with the Knicks and then, you know, get traded somewhere that he doesn't want to be. So there's a lot for him thinking. There's a lot for him to think about this, this, for this, like, upcoming season, whether it's the extension now or, or later. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he he's in a unique spot because, you know, as you said, with Jalen Brunson here, I mean, he's he's the guy at the point guard spot. So quickly can view himself as a starter. And on a lot of teams in the league, he might be a starter, but he's never going to be the guy on this team for that role. So I do wonder what the numbers would be on a contract like that. What would, what do you, and they were talking about this during the broadcast tonight. What What is the value for Emmanuel quickly? Because that value with the Knicks is probably different for a team that's desperate or, you know, a true point guard. You mentioned Fred Van Vliet. You know, the Rockets, they grossly overpaid for him. But you know what they did to the point guard? 
So there, there might be a team out there that's like, you know what? We know we're overpaying, but it's free agency. We don't have a choice. And then the Knicks in a position where they want to match that, and then that, that affects their tax bill. So uh, there's, there's a lot of cap ramifications over the next 10 days for what happens with Quickly. Absolutely, absolutely. But let's get to the phone lines, man. Make sure to hit us up on the Discord. Make sure to download the app if you haven't done so. TM has been so gracious enough to give us the link in the chat, so make sure to go to the chat if you don't have the app. And salute to every salute to Knicks Nation. We're here for KFTV Post Game Live. I'm your host, Alex Jeteris, a.k.a. the Tratocaster. With me is Jake Asman on the other side. You can find him on the Jake Asman Show, covering my favorite team, Gang Green, the New York Jets. Sorry, I just have some cats distracting me right now as they're trying to fight over here. So, you know, just trying to keep it cool. <laughs> trying to keep it cool. But make sure to download the Discord, everyone. Make sure to hit us up. And remember, this show is sponsored by Manscaped and BetUS. All right. So now we got Zay B. 91 on the line. Zabi, I'm going to bring you up here. Let's get, let's get your takes, man. Zabi, are you there? What's going on, Zabi? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing today? Good, man. Good. How are you doing today? <laughs> doing all right. Um, the, this game was an interesting one. Uh, I just want to talk on it real quick. Uh, for me, I'm not getting over, like, I'm not getting excited, but um, I'm not, like down on this game or anything. I think Timberwolves really were, you know, they had their starters out there for a good amount of time. Um, for us, you know, Jalen didn't play that much. So it's, it's really just was a, it felt like a preseason game that like we're filling out the lineups. Um, what I would say is two things. I know some people want to use the uh, two for eight for RJ to, mm-hmm. to, to down on uh, his, his three points, uh, two for eight from the three, three point line. Um, those same people that would hate on RJ because he shot two for eight from the three would want, still want to go for Anthony Edwards, who shot three for nine, right? So it's just like, uh, you know, I, I'm not, I think RJ played a great game. He played his game. And, you know, it's stretching that he is an inside out player. As long as he's doing good on the inside, he can then, you know, stretch the floor a little bit like that. So, I thought it was a great game. It just shows how we could be a little bit, you know, flow a lot better with the, with the starters. Uh, Mitch looks great. Mitch looks like a, you know, with Mitch, he, we got him real early and, and you know, raw because he didn't, he skipped college, right? So mm-hmm. I think year is going to be the breakout year for Mitch to really show like what he can do in the NBA. So I, I think that's going to be a good sign because we, our first two years was really trying to clean up a lot of, what Mitch could have cleaned up if he went to college and played college ball. So uh, I think these years now are, are really just going to show like his, his stamp, his, 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 uh, you know, his, his uh, name as a basketball player. Uh, one last thing I'm going to just say, uh, the last thing I'm going to, the last point I'm going to make is, is, is about uh, Grimes. Mm-hmm. He's been a body or a little bit just antsy. Uh, hopefully he can get more comfortable. I was just looking at some of the highlights from the playoffs last, last year. And, you know, I just, one of the things that stuck out to me was like Grimes really just, he just needs to just shoot it. Whenever he gets the ball, shoot it and and get some confidence, just not to to overthink things because I think him overthinking uh, is definitely throws him off a little bit. So, you know, hopefully he can get better on, on, on the offensive side. Uh, and just shoot it, you know, don't think about it. But everything else looked good. Uh, I mean, I don't have any problem with this game because it shows what the, the, the talent that we have on the uh, lineup. I would not do um, 
I would want I would think about Isaiah Hartenstein as a power forward. More yeah. I would say Jericho Sims. I think Hartenstein can shoot the three actually. And mm-hmm. he has more to his game. Him or Roby. But I do not like Jericho Sims at the four. I'm sorry, this looks horrible. <laughs> uh, that's the only thing I got. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the call, Zay. Appreciate the call. And uh whew. Zay had a lot to say. Yeah, he, he he's telling you, don't worry about RJ. RJ's still good. Appreciate his game. Telling Grimes. Grimes, just be confident, man. Just play your game. Feel confident. Mitch, I, I actually do like Mitch. So let's talk about Mitch for a little bit because I think Mitch is I think Mitch is looking even a little bit faster. I think he looks more fluid uh as a player, man. Just I, I think really having Tom Thibodeau as a head coach for him. Because prior to Tibbs, man, he was just always in foul trouble. Uh, you know, the blocking numbers were there. Uh, obviously a rim-running center. But Mitch has really come a long way from his first season as a Nick. And, I mean, look at that block that he had on Carl Anthony Towns today. It was Jake Dorn. We're going we're gonna to talk about all those, those discussions that, that we got oh, yeah. from, uh, from the New York Post. But, man, I, I do like the way Mitchell Robinson has been playing. But I don't think anything's really going to change at the center position. You know, I, I just still see it as... If Mitch is hot one night, he's going to get a bulk of the minutes. If Hartenstein is hot that night, he's going to get a bulk of the minutes. I just see that center position. It's, I like it. I like it the way that it is. I'm really impressed with how Mitchell Robinson has been performing. But I don't really see, you know, I don't really see too much change. I mean, I know people want to see Mitch develop a post game, but I think what we're seeing right now is just who Mitchell Robinson is going to be for the rest of his career. The thing with Mitchell Robinson is every time he hits the deck hard, you get terrified that oh, he's injured. Again. It happened tonight a couple of times, and you're and like immediately you're like, oh, he got up quick. Thank God. I, I mean, that's that's your concern with Robinson. It's a shame because if this guy were to play, you know, a full NBA regular season, he's in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year. I truly believe that. I mean, he's one of the most impactful big men, you know that we've had in a long time. I mean, I, he reminds me at times of what Tyson Chandler did during that 54-win season where he was Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, Mitch is that impactful. He just has to stay healthy. The talent's there. His defensive tenacity is always there. He brings so much. I mean, the advanced analytics will tell you just how much he matters to the Knicks defense when he's out there versus when he's not. It's just about health with him, Alex. If he could stay healthy for this, you know, for a full season, that, that could be the difference in being you know, the four seed or the three seed. Like he, he has that type of value as we see our guy on the screen there. I just hope he could stay healthy for once, man, because this guy has been unable to really make it through a full regular season without an injury that derails it at some point. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what image of Mitch was that. that I don't know if that's like the enforcer. I don't know if he's an officer in that one. Uh, oh, what, 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 Daniel, please let me know in the chat. Where, what uniform <laughs> is he wearing right now? Because I am confused. I am, I am lost to knowing what uniform Mitch is wearing this, uh, in, this, in this graphic that you got. But yes, Mitch... Awesome, man. I, I like the way that Mitch plays. He, I feel like he, you know, he could be a double-double machine if, 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 like, if he could be, if he can, because he's like tonight, he had four personal fouls. He, he could, uh, if, he, if he's out of foul trouble, he has that capability of being a legit double-double machine, in my opinion. Um, and Daniel did tell me, he said, that's the penitentiary uh, uniform. Ah, that's when he was walking <laughs> The Twin Towers over in Cleveland up. That makes sense. That makes sense. There we go. Makes sense. There we go. He did do that. I mean, like, but that's a classic example right there. Like, when the Knicks needed him at, at you know, when the season was on the line in that Cavs series facing, you know, two of the best big men, you know, in the league in Cleveland, he dominated them. So, like, the talent's there. It's just 
I mean, stay healthy. That's only that's my only question with Mitchell Robinson. Like, I know what his value is. If you watch the games, you see it. It's just about health with this guy and, and him playing. You know, even if you could give him 70 games, I think he'd sign for that right now. If you get a guaranteed 70 out of 82 for Mitchell Robinson. For sure. I mean, you get 65 out of Mitch. That's a really good season. Um, yep. That's really good. I think that's like, for the most part, that's like where most of the league is going. If you get 65 games, and I think that's why even the league put that as a threshold, right, to be considered, be in consideration for any of the awards is because with today's uh, sports science, maintaining bodies, right? Like, I know some clown the idea of load management, especially when you look at the Clippers based on how many games Kawhi and PG have played. But the ability to rest players and not play them all 82 games, so that way they they can still perform at their peak when playoffs come around, I think that's very important. And so if you get 65 out of Mitch, that's a really good season. Um yeah, I see. I see you in the. I see you in the chat, JJ. Salute to you, man. He's saying. Uh, he's asking us, Jake. What are the Jets going to do tomorrow with no sauce and and, and DJ Reed? I I I don't even want to think right. about that right now. But but we are <laughs> praying. That's all we got to do. We got to pray for that. Pray for our team. But Jake, let's talk about some of the news because boy, oh boy, did we get some news today about Carl Anthony Towns? How the Knicks are monitoring Carl Anthony Towns? I mean, we even got another article by one Stephen Bondi saying how Cat. And Tibbs has squashed their beef from Minnesota. I don't know if they were, if we're, I guess by saying they squashed their beef, plus with the rumor of, you know, the Knicks are monitoring, which I don't put into, I don't put much stock into monitoring. Every team's monitoring somebody, right? That just is how all sports teams go, no matter what league you're paying attention to. But to me, one, monitoring doesn't mean anything. Two, keep Car Anthony Towns far away from my team. I don't think he's built for New York. I just, just even the thought of him playing the anchor to a defense when he's not that great defensively being next to Randall, where Randall isn't the greatest defender. You have Brunson who isn't the greatest defender. Pick and roll would be a nightmare with Carl Anthony Towns. I get the, I get the offensive appeal and the ability to space the floor, but I just do not see it for Carl Anthony Towns on the Knicks. I think there's a lot more problems than there actually is good. Um, I would rather the Knicks focus on somebody else like a Paul George, try to go like trade for him and see if you can get him for like a, a cheap value and, and lease him for whether it be a year, even if he wants a contract extension, I'm more open to him give, giving him a contract extension than going out and get Carl Anthony Towns. I'm, you could, you can entice me more of a Zach Levine, obviously a Donovan Mitchell, Joel Embiid are the guys I'm looking at, but I, I am not at all for getting Carl Anthony Towns on this team. I mean, I don't think I am either, but what would that take to even make that deal? You know, like you, to me, the Knicks are not a Carl Anthony Towns away from having a championship roster. So it, it, it kind of would behoove dumping a boatload of your either young players and assets, maybe both, to get that deal done. To bring in a guy, as you said, is a defensive liability with a team that can't probably afford to have another defensive liability out there given the, the, the makeup of this roster right now. I do laugh, though, at the, the wording of the report you brought it up, monitoring. I, I mean, if Leon Rose was not checking in on every potential all-star available, he should be fired. He's not doing his job. Like, every GM <laughs> is monitoring the situation, all right? I'm monitoring the situation as a Nick fan, and I have no control over what's happening. So I read that today, and I'm like, this is just classic media clickbait, media buzzwords that generate a lot of, you know, headlines and attention because, oh, the Knicks are playing the T-Wolves. It's the preseason. We can ask Thibodeau about it. We have this story. Boom, we have our headline on what's a slow time right now for the Knicks beat. So I don't buy it at all, and I don't think the Knicks would make that deal. As you, for the reasons you outlined, Alex, I don't think it fits the timeline on where the Knicks are 
as far as building a championship caliber roster. And also the contract. I mean, he's going to get paid $60 million. I mean, that, if, he, if someone's getting paid $60 million, I need you to be like the most guaranteed guy on this roster to take us to a championship. And I do not see that in Carl Anthony Towns whatsoever. Also, can we also look at the other big men that he had to compete, especially in the East against Joel Embiid and Giannis Antetokounmpo? Like, I don't see him taking any one of those guys down at all. So why even pay $60 million for a guy who's not even up there with Embiid? And Giannis, that just sounds that just sounds like terrible business for me. And I, I mean, I, I, I could be missing it, but I don't know any other team that is like truly saying, you know what we need? Carl Anthony Towns on our roster. I, I just don't see it. And it's not like you could just do a swap of, oh, we'll trade your Randall for Towns. Like, I, like I don't think that deal is going to be consummated like that. So I, I just don't see, I, I don't even know what that trade would look like. It just, to me, does not make sense for the Knicks to trade assets. And as you said, have to give out a contract extension for a guy who I don't think puts you over the top. Like, I don't think you're that much better of a team. You might not, I don't even know if you're an improved roster if you make that deal, given how the Knicks play. Plus, just because Thibodeau says publicly that him and Towns have, you know, hats over whatever issues they had when Tibbs was in Minnesota, that doesn't mean that he comes here, he faces the pressure of playing at the Garden, playing for the Knicks, they go on a losing streak, and it doesn't, you know, it, they, the, the two of them don't have a, a blow up again on the sideline once again. Like, just because they fixed it now, years removed from when Tibbs was there, doesn't mean that they're singing kumbaya together and the Knicks are going to make a move and acquire him. I just don't see it. Yeah, I, I don't see that at all. I don't see how it just doesn't make any sense. And like to say, like, they squashed the beef, it's like, okay, cool. They squashed the beef. That doesn't mean anything to me. It's like players, people squashed beefs in the past. And doesn't mean that now towns can go come and play again for Tom Thibodeau. I mean, let's, let's also keep it a buck. Like the player also has to fit schematically what the head coach is all about. And the head coach we have here is all about defense. I get that we need offense, but once again, his bread and butter is defense. Like that, look at the players that we have right now. Look at the players that he got. Like Obi Toppin didn't play much because defense. Now, regardless of your stance on Obi Toppin, right? He didn't want to play him that much. Granted, we also there was also Julius Randle, All Star, who you gotta give. He's gonna get more minutes than, but like, we're gonna be. He, this guy looks for offense. I mean, defense. So I just don't see how Cap fits that. I, I just think it'd be a poor bet for for the Knicks to take on Carl Anthony Towns. And speaking about bets, Jake, let's talk about our sponsor tonight, Bet US, the official sports book of KFTV for the 2023 NBA season. It's one of the premier sports books. You can bet on all sports. It's MLB, NBA. NFL, you can just place money anywhere, any game, no matter what. They have an online casino, so you can place any type of bet, whether it's props, money lines, spreads, you name it, they got you covered. And on top of that, they have a reliable customer service, so that way you know you can get your money deposited to your account. Now, for tonight, let's see what the Knicks, what was was the line for tonight's game for the Knicks? Let me just pull this up right here. Tonight, the Knicks were, they had a three and a half spread, and money line was at 115. Uh, minus 115. Well, if you placed a bet for three and a half, they did not cover that. Unless you took, uh, if you took the over, they did cover <laughs> they did. Then uh, you're settled, you're fine. And if you took Minnesota tonight for the money line, you're also good. But the Knicks didn't cover any of those things. So maybe you made some money if you're a Timberwolves fan or if you're a sick Knicks fan that's a bet to get zero team. Shame on you. But don't worry. You can, also do, you can also make future bets as well, whether it's for the in-season tournament or you can talk about the Knicks win in the East. There are other bets that you can place on the Knicks for this upcoming season, so make sure to sign up today 
Use our link in the video description to get a bonus match of 125% on your deposit. BetUS, the official sports book of KFTV for the 2023 NBA season. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Jake, you got any bets, man? I, I, heard, I heard that you had some bets that you wanted to place tonight. I'm going over... 45 and a half future bet at bet us on the Knicks money line. Really? It's minus 110. It's my so it's minus 110. Here's the, the here's the official bet. Regular season wins. It's minus yep. 110 over 45 and a half for the Knicks. They won Ooh. 47 last year. I think they're an improved team. If anything, I think they're back to where they were last year, but I do think this team is capable of winning closer to 50 than the 47 they won last year. So that's one I had. And the other bet I liked, and you tell me if I'm off base here, Jalen Brunson over 24 and a half points per game wow right there this past year i'm going over this year anyone you talk to around the Knicks tells you brunson's got another level that he could tap into this year i think this year is about him solidifying himself as an all-star i think he could certainly play himself onto one of the all nba teams but i think this is the year he got snubbed last year let's be real he he should have been an all-star and you know as you heard eric spolster say after the heat series he should have been an all nba player that's how special this guy was for the knicks but I like that play, man. Over 24 and a half points per game for Jalen Brunson. He did it last year at 24. I'm going I'm going over. I can see Brunson averaging 26, 27 points per game easily this year with this team. That way he settled in year two in New York. He's comfortable. I think from like the second half on, he, he averaged close to 28 per game. And then in the playoffs, he was around 28. So I don't think it's unreasonable for him to add a couple extra points per game in the regular season. And I think you go over that bet if you place that at BetUS. I think it was through... I got to look back at the numbers because I forget from last season, but I know from like January to like February, March, this guy was, Brunson was like averaging like 30 some odd points per game. So like 28 to 30 some odd points per game. Um, So I think it's totally possible because look, he finished with 24, as you noted last season, 24 and a half, another level to him. And he gets most of the touches, man. Let's keep it a buck. So I would not be surprised. I feel like that's a really good bet to take. 24 and a half. Man, you're making me want to take that bet. That's seems a that's little a low, one. right? 
I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I, I just have like playoff runs into my eyes and my memory right now. But well, I, I, it, it seems like he's capable of, of doing that. And especially because I think last year he was kind of growing into being the closer for this team because Randall had mm-hmm. still been here. It was beyond obvious, though, when the game was on the line, Jalen Brunson was the guy. So I think we're going to see that more and more. He's going to be the guy that assumes that role. I mean, the guy was basically the captain of the, the World Cup team this summer. Like he's he's going to be the guy on the Knicks when the game matters most. I think he goes over that 24-and-a-half total. Yeah, for sure. I, I think I think it's totally possible for him to 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 exceed 24-and-a-half. I mean, he talked about it. he's comfortable another year on the team. Um, look, he's going to be that guy that everyone relies on. If you think he – like, I believe he's a superstar. Like, I know some people are saying he's, an, uh, he's a rising superstar – but look, to drop 40 against the Miami Heat in the game six and, and to be only a few points shy of pushing it to a game seven, like that's some superstar status and be able to do that type of stuff when everybody on everybody else on the team was just hitting bricks. Um, so anyone else on the team showed up, they would have put a game seven at the garden. Brutal. That's a fact. That is a fact. So look, I I agree with that. And I think the big thing is that if you're a superstar with the league, right? And we see how last year, like number, there was a crazy amount of scores, just like yeah. exceeding like 120. Like you guys, someone has to be able to put up those type of points. I think you're not too far off to take that 24 and a half line, Jake. I, I actually like it. You're making me want to go to bet us right now and go place that, go place that, uh, place that wager. So everyone out there, if you like that, if you like that, as Kirk Cousins would say, you like that, uh, make sure to go place that bet over. I bet us Jake uh, let's talk about another thing because uh, Bondi was was on one today today with his uh with his writing and he talked about Tom Thibodeau getting a contract extension because his contract is up at the end of the 24-25 season so and I, and I know there's a lot there's there's two people on the New York Knicks that is that can that that is that that will part the seas, right? Like Moses, Julius Randle, and Tom Thibodeau. All right. And so with a contract for Tom Thibodeau, I know that there's some fans who are like, absolutely not. Like, let's go find a new coach. You have others who'd be like, Yeah, absolutely. He's been the best thing that we've had since sliced bread, right? So I read that article, and it's not saying he is gonna get one. It's just saying that he should get one because his contract is up at the end of the 24-25 season. I'm, I don't know what to think about it right now, Jake, because I understand the logic in giving him a contract extension because he has been that good for us, right? Two out of the last three seasons he's been here, they've made the playoffs. He has helped this team get out of the first round, which we haven't seen in God knows how long, right? Since the 2012-2013 season with Carmelo Anthony, that's how long it's been. So I get the logic of saying, hey, you reward a coach who has brought some stability, who has brought a level of continuity, um, and made this team respectable around the league, right? And the guys show up, they play, they play tough. There is an identity with this team that's gritty. So I totally get that. At the same time, at the same time, I also understand the argument saying, does it have to be now? Can we see that he can replicate it for three for another season? Can he make can he get them to the playoffs again and get them in the same position? Because there's the thought that if you give him the extension now and then he doesn't succeed, then the Knicks put themselves in a quandary, right? 
I don't know where I sit with that because I know the grass can always look greener. It's like, oh, there's another coach out there that can do the job better and take the the Knicks to another level. And I'm somebody who's saying, like, I like Tibbs. I respect the work that Tibbs has done. And don't like, I'm not saying to fire him. I'm not saying anything like that. But I always say for this team to take it to another level, right, and especially if you have championship aspirations, you got to think about that next head coach is going to come in here and do something different and unlock something that this team hasn't done before, right? Whether it's you're going from Mark Jackson to Steve Kerr, whether it's going from uh, Dwayne Casey to Nick Nurse. Like there's another coach that just figures something out to say, hey, let's look at the game differently. Let's unlock it this way and push this team further. Sure, all those teams have multiple superstars. Knicks, as of right now, if you only believe in Brunson being a superstar, then they have one. If you don't believe that we have any superstars, then you got to give you got to commend Tibbs for doing work without <laughs> any superstars whatsoever. Well, but, he also helped get Brunson here, so like, like that's that's part of the, the job he did too. His relationship, him and Leon's relationship with, with the Brunson family, helped that one too. So he just, he deserves credit for Brunson's development too. For sure, absolutely, no doubt about it. Um, I'm just I don't know where to think of it. Right, I don't know where I am right now. I'm probably leaning towards more of the extension at this point just because I don't know who the next coaching candidate would be. I know there's some people who want Johnny Bryant to be the next guy. Um, and I'm intrigued to see what Johnny Bryant can do. But I, I'm still close to the fence, but I lean more towards the side of, like, you give him an extension. It doesn't have to be now. But I would say if he gets them back to the same position as they were last season, where it's a second round, you have these guys competing, everyone's playing at a high level, then I could see that just because you just want to keep that continuity as has been discussed around this team for quite some time now. What are your thoughts about the whole Tom Thibodeau contract extension? What would be the downside in extending him, right? Because it's not like coach's salary counts against the salary cap. And we're talking about the Knicks and James Dolan, who has more money than God and has fired plenty of coaches and general managers with several years left still on their deal. And I'm not saying I think Tibbs is going to get fired by any means. What would be the downside in, in extending him, just showing him, hey, we believe in you. You had a great season last year. We're going to build on it. You're our guy. I think he'd appreciate it. I don't know if you need to give him a five-year deal like the original contract I believe he signed when he became the Knicks coach. But if they tacked on a two-year extension right now, so we had this year and two more guaranteed, uh, w- w- would that suffice? That's what I'd want to know. And the other question is this, and you kind of alluded to it. Who are they hiring if not Thibodeau? Right? I mean, let's remember the, the last – you know, four or five coaches that this franchise has had. I mean, they finally got someone who, although might not be perfect in the eyes of every fan, he's damn good and gets the most out of this team. And the Knicks went from a joke to at least a respectable organization. Like the the, the Knicks are no longer a laughing stock. Like they are a functioning organization with a treasure chest of assets, good young players who are being developed by this coaching staff that he helped put together. I, I'd be in no rush to move on from the guy. I would have no issue with an extension because I, I just don't think an extension would stop you. If God forbid something goes wrong, you could still move on from the coach and bring someone else in. But it's not like there's an obvious guy out there who it's like, let's bring that guy in because that guy's going to get us over the top. I, I mean, I think you could have Eric Spostra coaching this team, Popovich coaching this team. And I don't know if the Knicks ceiling is that much higher than it would be with Tom Thibodeau, given what this roster is. They're still a, they're not rebuilding, but they're still a growing team. And the roster that ultimately can win this team a championship is not this year's team just yet. So I don't see the rush in moving on from the coach to bring someone in who doesn't exist in my eyes right now. Yeah. And it's always hard to figure out who the next 
head coach is, right? Like, I don't know if anyone necessarily saw Steve Kerr being like that guy, being the guy that he is today, right? Or even Ime Adoka, right? Even what he did with the Boston Celtics in year one. Sure, there's candidates out there that this is where you really need to be truly inside and understand how these guys think, what they do, and like their importance their importance to other organizations. And, and shout out to uh, shout out to Rudy Tay for saying, put some respect on Randall's name because he's an all-star with Tibbs being here. And that's a fact. You, Randall has been an all-star under the, under yep. the tenure. And, you know, that you got to put the head, you got to thank the head coach for putting him in position to be able to do that as well. Uh, it's not just solely on Tibbs that Randall's gotten to his level. Randall has to put in the work too, but coaches got to put you in position to succeed as well. And you talk about for the rest of the players, right? You see Quickly's development, Grimes' development. The, the list goes on for what we said. We even when we talked about Mitchell Robinson. So when it comes to an extension, um, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but it's like, I think to your point, like just because we don't know who the next head coach is, is out there doesn't mean they don't exist, right? It would just be up for the front office to do that type of due diligence. But one could say that it's too early to say, hey, what's moving that direction? Because do we have, let's say like, <laughs> are we like the Spurs where you have a Ginobili, a, a Timmy, uh, you know, um, do, you, do you have a Tony Parker on the roster? Where you're like, oh, we got three stars right here that we know that, should be performing better or even save them with the Warriors where you got Draymond, Clay, and Steph. It's like, do we have three stars right now at that caliber where it's like somebody else has to come in here to really unlock something and unlock that potential? You need talent, right? Like, that's ultimately what it comes down to. Like, if the Knicks had, you know, talent that we think was underachieving, then you can question the coach, but do we not laud the Knicks for the season they just had last year? Their, their win total projection was 38 and 147. They went to the second round. I mean, I don't think it's Tom Thibodeau's fault that Julius Randle, like, had a horrible second round against the heat or RJ Barrett, you know, had a terrible game six against the heat. You know, like I, I feel like it's easy to blame the coach and I'm not sitting here telling you Tom Thibodeau is, you know, the best coach in the NBA, but I, I don't think if the Knicks had, you know, an upgrade at coach, it would have made that much of a difference last year. It's still a superstar driven league and you kind of went through it. The Knicks might have one superstar. Certainly they have two all-star level players, but that's not nearly enough at this point. So I'm just my main thing is I'm willing to be patient with Tom Thibodeau. I don't see the rush to get rid of him for someone else. And if you extend him, I don't think that prohibits you from eventually having to make a change either. So I, I think there's probably like a balance that could be struck there if they are going to do something before the year. Salute to Knicks Nation. Thank you for all joining for KFTV Post Game Live. I'm your host, Alex Terrace here. And we, with me on the other side is none other than Jake Asman. You can find him over at the Jake Asman Show as his banner is right behind him. Make sure you hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Come on. We got we got 600 in the chat right now. We got, what was we got? What did TMC we got right now? We got 600 here, only 150 likes. No, no, no. We need 600. We need all 600 of you to hit that like button, okay? I get it. It's only preseason, but you need to hit that like button. On top of that, support your boys by joining the uh, franchise channel membership. It's only $4.99, cheaper than a cup of coffee, depending on where you go, especially if it's Starbucks. But... Make sure to join the cha- uh, franchise channel membership to support your, support your boys. Helps us keep creating this premium content so that we would get it right back to you. Also, make sure to go su- su- uh, support our sponsors, Manscaped. All right, we got the we got the you got the lawnmower, you got the hedger, you got the gro- you got all these kits out there right now. Make sure to go support and use the KFTV code for a twenty percent off. And on top of that, make sure to go. Support our new sponsor, BetUS, as well. Hit the link in the video description. Also, make sure to go check out KnicksFanTV.com. All right, we got a bunch of great writers over there. You can go catch Remy's recaps. We got Jalen Martin, 
who just dropped a fire article about Quentin Grimes and his next potential and what he wants to see from him this upcoming season. So make sure to go check out KnicksFanTV.com. All right. Getting close to wrapping up the show, fellas. Getting close to wrapping up the show. Thank you all for, for tuning in. Oh, man. Jake, is there anything else from this game or anything from the season that you're looking forward to uh, once the regular season's here? I'm looking forward to games that count. Um, what else did I have in my notes here? We talked about Mitch hitting the floor. I wrote, that concerns me. We did mention briefly uh, DiVincenzo with not one but two steals and dunks. I had that down on there. Uh, Evan Fournier being aggressive. A couple drives tonight. like to see that. Oh, boy. I, I, I mean, what was did you did you read your tweet earlier that uh was very funny about Fournier yelling oh, at Tibbs? That Fournier was in his baguette to to prove a point <laughs> to Tibbs. Yeah, he's back in his baguette. Now. Yeah, people want to know if this is my like my intro to making dad jokes. I've been making dad jokes for a minute. All right, let's, let's just keep it a buck. But hey, he was in his baguette. I think this is I, I, this looks, this is more of a showcase for Fournier. I don't know if it's like a, a legit. Honest try to see if he can crack the rotation. I just see it being a nine-man rotation this upcoming season. So for Evan Fournier, awesome performance tonight. Got 15 points, six of 10 from the field, three for six from downtown. Got you four rebounds. He was hustling, man. He was trying to play defense. Like, look, man, give me a shot. Give me a shot. Um, but look, man, I I like I like the I get the scoring and the the space the four spacing and everything, but I think I think the door is closed to being a nine man rotation. If it is a ten man rotation, I think it's more so Jericho Sims than Evan Fournier. Uh, what do you think, Jake? I think you're probably right. Sims, nice block tonight too, or nice dunk, I should say. And then, mm-hmm. uh, a very cool moment for him. The, the the problem with Fournier is he's just not a good defensive player, which is like Thibodeau's like kryptonite. Like he's just not going to put anyone out there that he doesn't trust defensively. We know this, so. Uh, I, I do agree with you. It was probably a showcase. But the, the thing I'll say about Fournier, the, the guy is well-liked in the locker room. Like, I don't think he's a huge distraction. Like, the, the people who are around this team every day say he's a good guy. He's not going to be, like, a malcontent. Like, yes, he's frustrated. He'd like to go somewhere where he could play. But if they have to begin the year with him on the team, I don't think this is going to be a huge distraction that's going to derail the team. I, I, I don't buy into that notion. Plus, with one year left on his deal, eventually they could trade him. It might not be right away, but that that's an expiring contract that they could use at some point this year. So I'm in no rush to like figure out a solution to this Fournier stuff because, God forbid, there are some injuries. I mean, you could do a lot worse than the guy who's coming off the bench and give you instant offense from a three-point perspective. So I don't think it's the worst scenario in the world if, once again, he's out of the rotation to start of the year and he begins the year not playing. I think they'll figure out some sort of solution at some point. I know, I know you're still thinking about that game against Philly last year, Jake, where he just came in and knocked down some shots and we got that, that, that dub to tie, the, w. To tie, to tie the, the series, the regular season series two, two against Philly last year. And thank you to Daniel for throwing a baguette on the graphic. Look at that. Woo. Got the baguette oh, on my the graphic. Yes, Tremendous. there we go. This is where, this is where Dan, Daniel adding just like the nice little touch to everything that we need on these graphics right now. I love it. I love everything about it, but Look, to you saying, like, injury, for sure. Like, there's no need to rush at this point. I mean, he's going to be off the books this year. I mean, he signed a three-year deal with a fourth-year team option, so no team has to pick that up if they want to. He's essentially off the books, which this is another reason why, if you're worried about the Emmanuel Quickly contract, like, if Quickly gets, let's say, $100 million, right, uh, for however, however many years, um, the cap's, one, going to go up, and two, you're not going to have Fournier's contract on the books next season so that's why 
to me, they should get a quickly deal done. But before, yeah, yeah, I totally get that. Like, hey, injury, you need somebody that can play space the floor. And I'm not going to lie, like, he looked good out there, man. He looked good. He looked, like, playing-wise. But it's just the defense, man. Like, he is just so woeful on defense. If he can I, – I, I'll say this. If he can play with the – well, like, being part of the second unit, I would be open to seeing some minutes there. But as a starter, been there, done that, don't need to see any more of that. Um, it, it's just been – it's been tried, and it doesn't work. His beard looked good tonight, though. we got to give him credit. Look like he got a fresh shave. Like, he, he, looked, oh, yeah. he looked the part out there. Yeah, it looks better than my beard, so I got to give him credit for that. <laughs> I think you have a good beard. Don't sell yourself short. Oh, appreciate it. Appreciate it. I, I, I like your beard as well. I like your beard as well, oh, Jake. I like, I, I, everyone you. on this show has beards. I'm, I'm appreciating that. We just got to stay uh, got That's to stay why we use Manscaped, man. We, we got to be prepared. Exactly, exactly. And we're getting my uh, OB Toppin image there as well. Awesome. Well, Jake, I think uh, I think that wraps it up, man. I don't think there's uh, any more to, to talk about from this game. I think we covered all the rumors. We covered everything from the game. So salute to Knicks Nation and for everyone tuning in, all right? We appreciate you for tuning in for KFTV Post Game Live. Make sure to share these videos and make sure to subscribe to the channel. Make sure to tell your friends, family, dogs, cats, whoever it may be about the channel to help support the movement. On top of that, make sure... If you don't follow, if you don't catch these uh, recordings live, if you don't go to the YouTube channel, we you can find these. You can find us on any audio listening platform, whether that be Apple, Spotify, Google Play, you name it. You can catch all the audio there, so you never have to miss the show. Like I said, make sure to check out KnicksFanTV.com. Make sure to support our sponsors, Manscaped. Use the co- promo code KFTV for the twenty percent discount, and also make sure to go use BetUS, the official sports book of KFTV for the twenty twenty three NBA season. And you can sign up and get a bonus match of 125% on your deposit. So make sure to go into the video description to go get that. And salute to everybody in the chat, man. Salute to all the mods. Salute to the franchise channel members. Salute to everybody tuning in for another KFTV Post Game Live. We'll catch you later. Uh, was it this week? Is it this week? Next week. This week. For when the Knicks face the Boston Celtics. That's right. All right, everyone. Catch you later. We out. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 